I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Six o'clock in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday on Sedano and Cap. Andy Kamenetsky, the funny one, sitting in for Shao. And Kathy, we got a little surprise for you as soon as we're done with what you need to know. But right now, it is time for what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. By the way, Sedano and I are really tight on that, so you got to work on that a little bit. But that's okay. Right now, though, take it away, Producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. All right, so yesterday we spent a good, like, two, I think maybe at least one whole segment talking about... Uh, Drake having bras thrown up on stage at him. That's like a whole thing. Right, exactly. Well, Mm. it turns out the game is anti-Drake, at least when it comes to collecting bras from well-endowed women at shows. So I found this story today on TMZ because this whole Drake thing and the bras and whatever is a big deal. Well, in the middle of an OC performance, a woman in the crowd tossed a very large red bra on stage and the game stopped his show, like stopped what he was doing to make it clear he's no Drake, so please keep your lingerie to yourself. He said, I don't be doing no tricking. What does that mean, tricking? Um, I think it's like, I think it's kind of like, what, what he means by that is kind of like picking up girls from the show because they threw the bra at him. Very, you know, surface level. People are still going to see a a concert from the game? I guess. (laughs) I don't know, man. When you said the game, I was like, who's playing? He played at the Garden Grove Amphitheater, so how big is that? I don't know. I'd have Shouts to look out. it up. All are anyway, just throwing shade at the game. The game, like, really? You're going to go right, pay for to yeah. see a concert yeah, from the game? I mean, Unless he's with 50 three, Cent, it's just three, the game. You know? Well, they had that one song without 50. They had a couple yeah, songs without 50. Yeah, but with 50, he's like a thing, but without yeah. him, it's just eh. I mean, Andy, thoughts? He's a, lo- he's a local legend. Oh, yeah, okay. I was going to okay. say, y'all throwing shade at the like, game. Be careful. He's a 3 2 3 guy. Be like, he's oh, a, 3 2 3 in the house. I'm just saying, not necessarily just 3 2 3. I'm just saying he's an LA guy and people really well. You got to be careful, Cappy. Yeah. They're going to come after you. They're gonna no come, names yeah, on the, the game's show. army. Right. They're going to come I'm after saying. you. If they know, ask man. you to show them your colors, you know what to say, yeah. right? No, oh, no, oh, no. You got to say, I ain't got no colors, Jack. Is that what I say? Is that really the right response? That's exactly what Well, it's better than saying the wrong color. Yeah. Cap, yeah, it depends what type of co- depends on what side of the tracks you in. You got to mm-hmm. say what color, so you know. So wait, so how many people were at this game concert? I don't know. Do you want, really want me to like look? Well, into I mean, that? you made it seem like it was a tiny little venue. I just I know. Grove. I honestly asked because I don't know how how big is the Garden Grove Amphitheater. I don't know. Well, if it's an amphitheater, it could be millions. It's not. Well, yes, you're not right. in Garden Grove. It's Hundreds of be thousands. Smaller. No, tens of thousands. I mean, maybe Five it's people? small enough you could actually see the woman who threw the They got a big Costco over there, though, in Garden Grove. Yeah, they got a car wash over there at the Costco? No, but it's a big Costco over off the 22. Gotcha. So is this the video that I saw somebody post yesterday on, on Twitter? No. Where the lady's in the front row and she throws no. that? That's not, who's that? I don't know. I think they just found it. <laughs> okay, oh. according to what I just looked up, the Garden Amphitheater, also known as Garden Amp, is in Garden out- Grove? 
Yes, in Garden Grove, all-ages venue. It has a general admission venue with over 530 stadium seats and no, a standing room me. only section at the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty small amphitheater. Okay, small venue. Mm-hmm. It's so that chiquito. It's intimate. That's what the game is playing, though. Yep. And so some lady threw it. Was it an industrial-sized bra? Is that what I understand? <laughs> uh, this, there's not no clarity on the size of the bra. He was just saying, don't throw these at me. Well, I mean, look, there's this thing going on right now where all these performers are getting stuff thrown yes. at them. And it all started, well, it all started with Drake saying, man, remember back when girls used to throw their bras on stage at guys? Why don't they do that anymore? And so now that's the thing. Right. So, I mean, like, this, maybe this is mo- it's less about the bra for the game and more like, just stop throwing crap at us. Like, just let us perform, stop throwing crap. I don't know. I mm. feel like the fact that he said, I don't be doing no tricking, kind of changes that. Well, right? you have to check the uh, the you know certain dictionary to figure out what tricking means. He's not a bleep boy. Walk it out, Cappy. Walk it out. <laughs> All right, here we go. That's what you need to know. It's being brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. How about that? Cappy, a little yeah. surprise for you. Yeah. Here we go, Cappy. You ready? Yeah. Here it comes. There's the theme behind her. Yeah, you don't want to hide the smokes the juice. So there's the song from Proper Dose back in the early 90s. We were playing that, I think, a little bit on the old KRLA back in the day. So you get that, Cappy? A theme behind her. A theme behind her. Yeah. How about that? A theme behind That is a flashback for many of the Sapphire. Firme, Haina. What, Haina? Firme. Firme? Yes. Firme, Haina? Yes, firme, Haina. Not feel my Haini. <laughs> I like your version better, Cap. Right. It sounds like female Jaime. I, I female Heine. No, I feel my Heine. Feel my Heine. That's what it sounds. Guys like. are disrespecting the community. Just gonna say. Hey, listen. I don't want to disrespect the game. <sighs> you're, you know? you're already too late. I know. All right. Uh, okay. So listen. Um, I mentioned that uh, Andy wanted to get into a little bit of like a little basketball. Andy, tell me the story, and I'm not, I, I've seen the video, but I can't really understand the audio of James Harden being in China on some kind of like Adidas tour and, and going after Daryl Morey. It's made news. I don't know if it was a slow news day. What, what is the deal here? Well, no, I mean, this is pretty big news to have a star player say at an event like this. In China, by the way, where it should be noted, Daryl Morey is despised because remember a few years ago he had that tweet um, about Hong Kong and it created a big stir while a bunch of NBA teams were actually playing a preseason game in China. It messed up the NBA's relationship with China for a while. So Daryl Morey is unpopular there anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think James Harden was asked something about the Sixers and the team and like, you know, can can they contend next season? And he said, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of a team that he's a part of. Mm -hmm. So that was a really strong statement. And then he repeated it again, just just in case either people didn't understand it at, at the event, or more importantly, to make sure this thing went viral. Because okay. he wanted to make sure this turned into a thing. Okay, right. So when he says he's a liar, you know, and it's it sounds the way you described it as if it was like an unsolicited choice of commentary. Oh, there, it was very much a you know, sir, this is an Arby's. Like there was very much that going on. What do you mean Arby's? I like Arby's. I haven't been to Arby's in a really long time. No, it's, like, like? it's a joke when somebody's just like on a rant and they're just oh. ranting about something and the response is like, sir, this is an Arby's. Like, I've never heard that joke. Others have heard it, I'm sure. Shocker. <laughs> Why, you guys know this joke about Arby's? 
I mean, it's it's. It can be a like Wendy's. A, it can be yeah. a McDonald's. It doesn't have to be an Arby's. Okay, I'm not downing on the joke. To be clear, Andy, I just want to make sure I understand the joke so I okay. can incorporate the joke. Okay. It's like wait, wait. You guys all know this joke. It's like a reference, you know, like when somebody's going off about something that has nothing, like nothing to do with the actual establishment that you're in. Right. Or it's like somebody complaining about like. Oh my God, I can't believe this, that my burger's overcooked or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sir, this is an Arby's. Like, what do you expect? Oh, okay. All right. Now that I get it, I'll try and use it at some point. Okay. okay. So wait, so-, wait, so Everyone Andy, wait for that. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, well, let me see if I can figure out a way to incorporate it. You know what I mean? I've never heard that joke before. So wait, so Andy, he, he goes to China, he's asked something, and he chooses to use the platform to rip Daryl Moore. Yes, because he's already requested a trade. Okay. The reason that he ultimately opted into the final year of his deal mm-hmm. was there was an understanding in his mind that, and I and I think this had been discussed, that Daryl Morey would look to trade him after he opted in. Mm-hmm. And apparently he only wants to go to the Clippers, which makes this really difficult in and of itself. It's similar to what's going on with Damian Lillard and the Blazers and the Heat. But at this point, Harden has not been traded. Daryl Morey... Um, I guess has made it clear. I don't think he's said this on the record, but he's made it clear through back channeling, whatever reports, sources, yada yada, that for the time being, James Harden is not going to be traded. He is expected to be at camp, and they are looking to have a season with him, try to contend. And James Harden is trying to ratchet up the situation by making it uncomfortable and saying Daryl Morey is a liar and making it sound like he will not be there for camp, or if he is there, he's going to have a terrible attitude and he could well, deep six the season. Well, this ain't no Chick-fil-A, buddy. Let me tell you that. <laughs> You're getting there. See? Getting Lindsay, there. I tried. Yeah, I tried. yeah, okay. You know, this ain't no Burger King. Right. So, in the meantime, though, Joel, mm-hmm. a lot of this is about, okay, if you're going to trade James Harden, mm-hmm. you need to bring back somebody that or other guys who can help keep the team competitive because otherwise, if they keep having first-round, second-round exits, stuff like that, it seems unstable – all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, you have the worst nightmare, which is Joel Embiid saying that he wants a trade, which maybe he really does is starting to move to this place. Maybe he's just trolling. He is a self-admitted troll. But like you mentioned before, he just scrubbed everything Sixers-related from his social. Yeah, what's, so, so wait a second. So when you're a big basketball star like Joel Embiid and you're an MVP – and you're on a team that, you know, I, I, I'll just I'll say they're kind of controversial, just as in fired the coach, brought in the coach from Boston, and he's got controversy that, that follows him, right? Um, and, and now you've got, you know, one of your star players calling your general manager a liar for the whole world to hear. Uh, maybe, maybe Joel Embiid is like, you know what, this drama, I'm not, I'm not a part of this. I'm not a part of the Philadelphia uh, 76ers while this whole Harden-Mori thing is going on. I'm taking it off my social media. I mean, look, that that is one way to interpret it, and I'm sure it's the way the Sixers, if they have not gotten any direct confirmation from Embiid, that's what they're concerned about. The other thing, though, because Joel Embiid is an admitted troll. His his Twitter account says Joel, Joel Troel Embiid. Mm-hmm. He loves to troll. So he may be doing this knowing there's a reaction – but also, though, in the offseason, he made some type of comment about how he wants to win a championship in Philadelphia or anywhere. Like, he wants to win a championship. He keeps getting eliminated in the first or second round. He is sick of it. He's said this. And this situation with James Harden is the latest bit of instability with this organization. And Bede may feel like, I got to go somewhere else if I want to win. 
Oh, see, if I were Joel Embiid, I'd feel more like this. Um, get rid of him. Get rid of James Harden. Like James Harden, I, I think of James Harden as being a Russell Westbrook-type character. Um, maybe he's still got more game. Maybe he can shoot better from three-point range. Uh, maybe he's a, a better pure scorer or whatever basketball stuff you want to tell me. But to me, I just don't see him as a championship-caliber player. If I'm Joel Embiid, I'm like, yo, you know what? Uh, you guys decided to switch out the coach. Now do me a favor. Uh, get rid of this pain in the ass. Well, the problem is, though, there's not really a market for James Harden, and particularly if he's dead set on going to the Clippers and he's trying to send out signals, I don't want to be anywhere else. If I go anywhere other than the Clippers, I'm going to be unhappy. I'm going to be the same guy that always is a pain in the ass to deal with. If you're just dealing with the Clippers for a trade, you're not going to be getting back enough talent, most likely, unless you start involving like a third team, something like that, where Embiid can be in a position to actually contend, to actually do better next season. So that's where the six – that's why ultimately – I mean, I think Daryl Morey would love to find a way to make this work with Harden. They've always had, until now, an incredible relationship. He, Daryl Morey literally has a painting of James Harden in his house. I'm not kidding. Like, he actually has this. That's they, weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. They've been, like, especially for Daryl Morey, who's famously not into real human relationships with his players. Like, Harden's really the only guy he's ever had this tight of a thing with, it, it seems like. It's gone really sideways now, but you got to make sure that you're getting someone back for Harden or a couple players back that can actually make you as good, if not better. And, and, and let me ask you a question. Is it common knowledge? Does everybody in NBA circles know? Oh, by the way, not only does Harden want to go to the Clippers, the Clippers really, really, really want him, and they'll do anything they can to get him. I mean, Well, they're not going to do anything they can to get him, otherwise they would have done it. They, right, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, he's, he's trying to force-feed something where on the receiving end, is that do they really, really want him? Well, the— whether the Clippers want him or not, they have no need right now in August to give up the best possible offer to overpay for James Harden. Why would you do that bidding against yourself? Right. Makes no sense. And I just love all these guys trying to force a square peg into a round hole by I'm going here. Well, especially too, like with Harden, he's done this so many times now. Like, even if, say, he is totally accurate in the way he's depicting this, where he was lied to by Daryl Morey, whether you're talking about, you know, the, there was a wide perception that last year when he left some money on the table, there was the idea of, okay, we'll take care of you on the back end, wink, wink, that sort of thing. Or he, and that didn't happen. Or he feels like he was lied to about opt into your deal and then I'll trade you or lied about both. At this point, James Harden's the boy who cried wolf. And like, no, it doesn't matter if he's actually in the right this time because he's created so many other messes, at this point it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to believe him. Nobody's going to have sympathy for him. Well, speaking of lies, um, okay, so now we're coming to find out that a movie that everybody watched and went, oh, my God, that's so sweet. That movie and that story is now all one big fat lie. I got a major problem with how many things are lies all of a sudden in our lives. Lies and lives, same sentence. Stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 6.15 in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday on Sedano and Cap. Andy Kamenetsky, the funny one, sitting in for Sha. Right now, you know what we do at 6.15. Time for the producer, Laura, rejoin of the day. The great one. Hit it, Laura. Thanks, Chris. Mm. Since y'all were disrespecting local legends, and I'll say legends in quotations, but you know. The game is a local celebrity. I believe that's an act of disrespect right there. No, no, but he here, Nipsey Hussle, would have been 38, so heavenly birthday for Nipsey. And I'm like, you know what, since y'all did the game a little dirty, I'm going to play some Nipsey. Now, he was respected by everybody. I think the game is too. Not like Nipsey Hussle. I mean, there's a difference. Yes, big difference. But, you know, still two very local celebrities. I I mean, I remember when, when Nipsey was killed... I had I knew that he was big, particularly in L.A. I had no idea just how deeply the city felt for him. Oh yeah, like it was oh, like no, it was a know massive deal. No, yeah, I had no idea, and I didn't realize that what a an entrepreneur he was, mm-hmm. and kind of what his dreams were about like building his community and being a business guy. And um, yeah, I I will admit I I too I learned more about Nipsey Hussle after he died than I knew about him when he was alive. I feel like a lot of people were in that boat. Like I was telling Chris, because he was saying how Facebook reminders are like coming in strong. And I was like, oh, I hate the Snapchat, like on this day. Right. And he talked about 2010. And I was like, man, like I remember that's the year that I met Nipsey. Like when I was at Power and stuff, he used to come and just chill. And he used to bring his Crenshaw uh, shirts. And he always talked like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I want to do. And he was already in the underground scene. But when he passed, I feel like he blew up even more. And and it's unfortunate that things like that have to happen for people to know an artist, you know? But Mm. legacy will. The marathon continues, people. Absolutely right. By the way, our friend Omar Lopez, of course, we were talking about Omar earlier. Mm -hmm. He has now joined Twitter. He just sent me a screenshot of his Twitter profile, which is Gutless Morales seven ten. No way. Yeah, his his Twitter handle is gut, Gutless his, Morales. His name is Gutless Morales. His Twitter handle is GTLS Morales seven ten. Big O. That's hilarious. So Omar now will get in the circle of trust, and he could get on that VIP list for Friday, September eighth, at Black Oak Golf Club. Starts at four p.m. the the whole circle whole nineteen party with the circle of trust. Come on out there. By the way, don't miss Friday. This Friday. At Hollywood Park Casino, our ultimate fantasy football draft party. Go to be there. Beto Duran, the Cisco Kid, Kirk Morrison, DeMarco Farr, Marcus Grant, producer Lindsey, corporate Greg, and myself. That is 4 to 7 p.m. Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, and draft. And you know that's always a fun August Friday that we throw down at HPC. Yo! I'm trying to figure out. You say it's GTLS? He, he added he at us, Cappy. So you, did, huh? you should be included. Yes, you are included in that. He okay, said made an is. account. It's there Big O. Gutless or Morales 710. Yeah. That's a perfect name <laughs> for an really account. Good. Yeah. And, and I'm following him immediately. He needs to now join the circle. Has he joined the circle? Do you guys know? I don't, I don't know. know. 
And I don't know how to tell them how to do it. Just go to go to my um, Twitter. It's pinned on there, so you should be able to. Oh, he okay. might be in there. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I see member requests. Ooh, I approved. Okay. There you go. He's in now. All right. Uh, well, there you go. Gutless Morales. That's a great handle. It's, it's comparable to Pepe's Llama. <laughs> Pepe, That's what I would say. Pepe's Llama is blowing up. Pepe's Llama has a personality. Pepe's Llama just shows up at all times. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Just like Pepe. Pepe's Llama <laughs> is Pepe's Llama is kind of like what the Iron Sheik was to Twitter not long ago until the Iron Sheik just died. The recently. Barbie Llama was cool. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, really quick, sorry, yeah. Cappy. Go ahead. Somebody tweeted at us, Breezy equals broads. Women don't like it. Trickin equals a man that that spends money for the purpose of action. Thank you for the urban dictionary definition, Just buddy. Just saying. <laughs> Just think it's funny. People wanted literally some exactly definitions. what you see in urban dictionary. Just saying. We could have pu- cut and pasted that too. Oh yeah. Well, Just I mean, I did ask. Dang, if we could check it. y'all! I was over here trying to give homies some kind of love. Y'all like nah. No, nah, no, no, I'll love. love. Go, I'll love. I'm just, you know, it's very mad like, love for homie. It is the purpose <laughs> of. <laughs> and then people are coming at me because of what I said about the game in quotations. And like the reason I did that is because I was talking about Nipsey. And I don't want y'all to come be like, you're comparing the two. I was like, no, no, no. Two very individual artists, very different. So stop coming at me. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Why are you guys coming at her? I mean, they Cause can, whatever. Because they're tricking. <laughs> with the breezies. <laughs> now that tricking might na- make for a nice t-shirt to go right along tricking. the wilding t-shirt. Tricking. Wilding for you, do it. It's we're tricking. Gonna, we're going to do wilding and tricking. The wilding t-shirt, though, didn't take off like we wanted it to. No, oh, that's I only think... That's simply because we just didn't give them out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody right. wants yeah, one. Yeah, it was right. a different time in the station's uh, history. You know, <laughs> the vote for Jorge one was like, we weren't pushed enough. Yeah, we there was a lot it, going on. It wasn't us. pushed, and we didn't have a lot of events yet because we were still in sort of in that COVID, coming out yeah. of the pandemic. I think but, we should have one that says wacky radio bits. I, I talked about it today. Did you talk about wacky radio bits? Yeah, that Lindsay and I could be a... Uh, a news news anchor yeah, like duo, like Paul Moyer That'd and Ann Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the outtake though? The recorded outtake when Paul Moyer and her are fighting. She's like, uh, he's like, Ann, you go home and have a couple shooters, and you come home, <laughs> you come back at eleven o'clock. <laughs> Wait, what are the names? I need to look this up. Now. Paul Moyer, Ann Martin on YouTube, and it's a, it's a. There's a lot of Paul Moyer. They outtakes. put video to it, to it of the actual anchors, but that's not them. They didn't do it live on TV. It was before the news, and Paul Moyer was a living. So was Ann Martin, but Paul Moyer when he left. ABC's KBC Channel 7 for NBC and got like $3 million a year as an anchor mm-hmm. in like 1990. Mm-hmm. It's a huge news story. Yeah. You well, know who was, Paul Moyer is, Scotty. Those were the uh, the old days of uh, of news oh, yeah. anchors. I mean, those were the real anchor men yeah. and women. Do you think you that know? they really all like secretly hated each other? Well, Many no, because Paul, Paul Moyer makes a comment about Harold Green, who is on the Compete Network. Oh, yeah. He's like, you can oh, yeah. go over there and work with Harold Green if you want. Right. Oh, if I you like working they, with they Bleep. They not secretly hate each other. They <laughs> openly okay. hate okay. each other. Oh, no doubt. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. And by the way, I, I've got, uh, you, you guys remember when Jim Lampley was an anchorman yeah, in LA? Channel you remember 2. that? Cave oh, boy. CBS. Boy, Jim got stories, man. Oh, he had a, well, oh, Jim caused got, a lot of those stories. He got stories. He got stories. What happened between the 6 o'clock news and the 11 o'clock news? We know what happened. Yeah. Some of it, yeah. but now those got, those were legendary times. Cappy, remember? He, he got stories, man. I'll you had you those that. anchors down in San Diego too. Yeah, Legends. Listen, there was Ron Burgundy, as you may oh, recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know his his work was well documented. Hey, um, have you guys been following the latest? And it's it's now like a fluid situation. The Michael Orr uh, blindside story. You know what I got a problem with, Andy? That everything's a lie. That that's becoming my problem here today. 
That it's all just a lie? Everything's a lie. I'll give you an example. Um, I watched that Oscar De La Hoya uh, documentary series, two parts. Did you see that, Andy? I have not seen it, no. Did you know everything's a big lie in that? Did you know that? His whole life has been a lie? His whole oh, yeah, career has been a lie? Well, no, no, not that part of it. The storyline. So, for example, Oscar tells a story that uh, he's doing an interview one day, right? He's a young kid. He's an Olympic hopeful. And he's doing this story. And they say, hey, uh, so, you know, kind of like sad news. Your mom, cancer, the whole thing, right? And Oscar's like, yeah. And, you know, um, what I did was is I promised my mom that I was going to win a gold medal for her. You know, and she died. And then Oscar goes out and he wins this gold medal. And America falls in love with Oscar because, oh, my God, he's so cute and he's good looking and he's a gold medalist. And his mom just died of cancer and he promised his mom he was going to win this gold medal. And you know what, Andy? That was a lie. It's all a lie. So he actively made that up in the moment? Says that he, it just sort of happened. It just sort of popped out of his mouth. And he was like kind of all caught up in the hype. And he just made up a lie. And all these years later, told people, I lied, my bad. Wow. I mean, okay, that, first of all, that is bad karma to lie about that. Like, that's really bad to lie about. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. To, to throw your mother into- you know, Dead you know, mother. Dead, dead mother into this type of storyline creating sympathy. And what I think is interesting about that, in terms of this blindside story, is the idea of if, if uh, Michael Orr- what he's alleging is correct, is accurate, that the family basically tricked him when he was younger into a conservatorship as opposed to the adoption that he thought he thought he was legally adopted by them. They were projecting this do-gooder image, you know, frankly, this very white savior image of taking in this young black kid from, you know, a very turbulent, unstable, you know, poor background, mm-hmm. bringing him into their home you know, giving him an avenue to help create a football career and, you know, them looking great in the process. And if that is the foundation of a lie, I mean, it's awful for Michael Orr, but I mean, it's also, it's incredibly manipulative. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to really understand the story though, because yesterday I really kind of only knew the headline. And my first thought was, well, geez, Mike, you're 37 years old. Where you been, man? The movie's a long time ago. And then Beto brought it all home and said, no, you don't understand. The storyline is, is he thought he was adopted, but that really isn't what happened. So they duped him and then they didn't pay him any money. And then I went back and I started reading more about it. And he, it turns out he doesn't know any of this, Michael Orr, until February of this year. So think about it. You know, this is 20 plus years ago. You know, he's a young kid. And he's now he's made money. He's gone through the NFL. He's got a life as a grown man. And all along, he's like, just some something seems kind of weird here. And I got to honestly admit, like, I watched the movie what, back when it sure. came out because I remember the story. It was a big hit. And I don't remember ever thinking to myself, you know, I'll bet you these people are screwing this kid over. And, by the way, what kind of scouting eye did Sandra Bullock have? <laughs> hey, hey, look at this poor young black guy. I'm a rich white person. I don't you know think what? that that's how I'm that gonna, happened. I'm going to save him. And you know why? Sandra Bullock be... is not the she's family. She's literally just, so, just the actor. Just so you know, Cappy, Sandra Bullock is this. not accused not of Sandra tricking Bullock. Michael Orr. It's not her deal. Okay. No. no. Well, well, whoever the real person was in real life, think about that woman going, see this guy right here? 
This guy's going to be the greatest offensive lineman that football has ever known. Oh, yeah, so we're sure. going to get our claws into this guy now. We're going to screw him over because he's going to be such a big star. Well, I, there's a there's a lot about this that I think still needs to come out because which it will because right, this, I got tons of questions. Well, no, the, I there's going like, to be discovery. Right. There's going to be all sorts of somebody stuff somewhere is going to dig up what actually happened and find the actual paperwork because then now today like the family released a statement saying like he's attempted this shakedown and asked for fifteen million dollars and if we didn't give it to him he said he was going to go public with all these this crazy story so like who knows what really happened but, I mean, but there's a lot there's a lot about this that's really i think unknown and is difficult to figure out because this family before they ever met michael Orr, they were really wealthy like they had a lot of money anyway which doesn't mean that they are above being greedy and trying to get more money there are you know there are plenty of extremely wealthy people who break the law trying to get more money or exploit other people trying to get more money but it should just be noted they began with a lot of money. I'm. I also want to know that if this was a conservatorship, how Michael Orr has over the course of his life and certainly in his career in the NFL, he's signed contracts on his own, presumably. But if he has a conservatorship, they would be the ones in charge of signing his contract. So did he have like an agent or right. a lawyer through the family that had been handling all of this on his behalf, and he just thought, hey. I'm using the family lawyer. I don't know, man. But listen, and here's if that's the, thing. the case, like what happened with his NFL money, like right. it just all seems really weird. And I feel like it's um, extremely weird. There's this jump to a conclusion that they immediately like. I think everybody jumps to a conclusion. They screwed this kid over, and maybe they did. And and if they did, they're bad people. And by the way, they they just kind of rub me as weird people anyway. You well, know, but I, to, to Ramona's point that she brought up today, just you know, trying to be objective here. Do you really think that these people that were super wealthy, and I, I don't know either way. No, they were. They um, absolutely no, no, no. Were I'm just saying, like, but but I don't know the answer to this, but I'm just going to say, like, I, I don't believe this to be true. I'm just pointing out something that somebody raised. Do you really think that the super wealthy family, who was indeed very wealthy, um, took in this kid when he was like 15, 16, he lived with them for three, four years, and then they were like, at that point, they were like, oh man, we see like a big cash cow movie book deal. NFL, like, do you think that they really like thought no, of all that when some, he was fifteen? But at some point, no. They, I mean, they may, here's the thing though: things can evolve. Sure, like, they they may have brought him in with the best intentions, sure, and pure intentions, looking to help him out. But then all of a sudden, things come from this that nobody expected, and you know, these sort of opportunities. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, trying to be as fair as possible, that they began as really good people. People change all the time when all of a sudden you have monetary opportunities in front of them. Like it's it, it oh, just yeah. it may yeah. have began one way and turned into something completely different. The other thing too is if if Michael Orr genuinely thought he had been legally adopted this whole time, that is one hell of a misunderstanding. Right. Yeah. And like how is it 2023? He hasn't even played in the NFL for 6 years and my thought was like I don't know maybe this is like becoming a thing now or coming to light now because he's running out of money from his NFL career and he's starting to realize man I really got screwed back then like well, I, I who got, knows. I, no, I don't know any of that. All I know is this that um he says they screwed him over. They say they didn't that he didn't they didn't screw him over. Um, he says that they he didn't get any of the money. They say that he got some. He says their kids got the money. They say that's not really accurate. I'm, there are so many questions, but I think immediately there's this jump to a conclusion. They screwed that kid over. And by the way, 
if they didn't legally adopt him and he thought he was and they just did this conservatorship, then there's, like you said, Andy, a million other questions. So now, guess what? All I can say is this. Now I'm on the 50-yard line. See, now I'm watching it because now it's juicy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot that comes out TMZ will from figure this. it out. Yeah, TMZ, I'm sure. Yeah, they've already dug, dug up the documents, I bet. Yeah, get it. Let's Netflix, go. Netflix, I need an untold story. Yeah, Please, right. totally. Thank you. Right, exactly. Totally. I mean, w- but it really sucks, though, because at the end of the day, it seems like, let, let's just say that they were doing business deals behind his back. And if nothing else, we know that, for example, the the mother and the father in this family, they wrote like a book. You know, they like one of these. The family friend, it too. Yeah, that's the, where it came from. Right. They, well, like, no, no, I'm no, not talking I mean, about. I'm, oh, not, that. I'm saying they wrote their own book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like they, they wrote their own book. Like, you know, one of those like. Like she made a, a motivational like, speaking like, career yeah, out right, of the exactly. movie in the situation. Yeah. They, they have built a lot of yes. career and money from this perception from the story the story that they've right told right. by this kid and, yeah. and and one of those look you know look at look at this white family bringing in this black kid and you know can't we all get along we you know sure we all come from different cultures but at the end of the day we have this common bond of human like there is a lot that may have been built on an absolute if not an absolute that's my problem lie, yeah, and that's gross. That's my problem. Yeah, that's gross. No, no, but that's my problem. Oscar De La Hoya, man, I didn't know that story. I didn't know that whole thing about your mom was one giant lie. Maybe I should have. I didn't. When I found out, I was so hurt. When I hear that the blind side is one big giant lie, man, that hurts. It killed me. I believed Lance Armstrong forever. I believed you Pete really Rose did? forever. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just <laughs> stupid and naive. All right, big deal or no deal is coming up next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 6.35 6.35 in the South Atlanta, live imaging Tuesday on Sedano and Cap. Andy Kamenetsky sitting in for Shidano. Shidano. It is time for Big Deal or No Deal. Take it away, Producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. So are we done with the blindside talk for now? Well, until tomorrow. Okay. Are oh, you going to stretch it out to tomorrow? Well, because tomorrow <laughs> there'll be more news. Let's see there'll what be, comes out. There'll be more news. No, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to talk about the game. Please, please do. Oh, my God. You know, 50 <laughs> Cent's coming, coming to play a concert here, so thank you. Tie it all in together, Cap. Okay, I'll do it. All right, so on the latest episode of the Armchair Expert podcast, Kristen Bell and her husband, Dak Shepard, address the rumors that they're part of the swingers community. Apparently, the rumor got started by the couple themselves. Uh, Kristen Bell said people like to gossip about the party jokes that they tell, saying, quote, we'll have a dinner party or something, and as we're sitting down, I'll say something like, everybody leave your keys. Uh, Shepard conceded that he's made jokes about being a swinger to many of the guests on their podcast in the past. He said... Quote, I was like, hey, if you guys are ever in L.A. and you want to swing, some of them, I realize afterwards, uh, we don't have the same sense of humor. 
So is being a swinger a big deal or no deal? Andy, what do you think? If you're married, being a swinger? That yeah, is, I, think I mean, it, being a swinger, I feel like you, you are think, in a relationship or I married. I think that is a big deal. By the way, not saying it necessarily with judgment, but it is a big deal. If you are going to be in a formal, committed relationship, but also swingers, that is a big deal. Kathy? Usually because it won't work out. Kathy, like it's going thoughts? to end up breaking up your relationship or your marriage at some point. You're asking, is it a big deal or no deal to be a swinger? Yeah, like swinging. Is it a big deal or no deal? I feel like, you know, 20 years ago it was like really cool and then it was like, oh, I don't know. But now like open relationships are a thing again. So right now in 2023, is it a big deal? I'm going to say not a big deal. I'm going to say that people grow up and they kind of start to change their perspective on intimate physical relationships. Right, Chris? I mean, don't you think? And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you know, there's 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 videos of, of you and other people. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Whoa. <laughs> what that, Whoa. that really went from like zero Whoa. to 60. <laughs> Whoa. 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 I mean, I will say that I'm I'm a firm believer in this and people think I'm weird, but human beings scientifically are not meant to be monogamous. That's true. It's just a construct of society. No, that. Again, like I said, it's a big deal, not because I'm judging. I'm saying no, it's a big no. deal because trying to make this work in an otherwise committed relationship, I think, won't work. That's what makes it a big deal. Why do you think it won't work? Because eventually <sighs> feelings are going to come into this. You're going to feel neglected on one end or the other. It's not, it's not going to work. I, There's going to be an element of jealousy somewhere. It works. It, I think it can genuinely work if you're not attached really to the partner. But that's not a real relationship. Uh, but some people are in those kind of relationships. But I'm then, just no, saying, no. you Look, know, like there's... I think that's because if you if you are in a very committed relationship where there's like feelings and you want something, I genuinely don't think that that can work. The... But there's people that are like, yeah, whatever, you're here and we're here and it's, right, so but, it is. And then, look, there's nothing wrong with that relationship either. No. But that's not a marriage. Mm. Or it's not a healthy marriage. That's when I was true. when I was when I was married, I was always trying to talk all the other women in the neighborhood. And by the way, we were at a dinner party, be, you know, six, seven couples. You know what I mean? I'd be like talking to the girls, like, so listen, and you'd I be don't like, leave your keys here. No, I just feel like I, I'd say, I go, listen, you're hot, we're hot, like let's all get down. You wow, know? just didn't really go over well. But marriage and monogamy are created. They were created by us. They were created by religion. And sure. So that's not that. Lindsay's point is that natural human beings. Well, Our but DNA. I'm but that's part of the it's reason actually, why the open thing won't work. Well, is I'm because natural. you're actually leaning into your nature of wanting to be with other people, well, which runs counter to being in a committed well, relationship. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's actually more unnatural if you think about it. It's more unnatural to try and be in said committed relationship where there is no side action going on, right? And by the way, technically, to the point of how religion defined it, if you are not with only one person, meaning you've only had relations with one person your entire life, then you are going against that grain. Mm -hmm. So technically, we all violated that. Uh, yeah, we that. all violated yeah. that one. That's so fine. So to Lindsay's point is we're not supposed to be with just one person. See, this is well, why you guys should all, all be Jewish. we have all been with many different people. Well, I don't, know about, I don't know about Andy. Speak for yourself, no, Andy did. Andy. He was a USC yeah, bartender. Yeah, we, we all he been with loose. other people like than the people that we're yeah. with right not now. Me. Like, I mean, not me. Only Cap, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I mean, Cap, my grandparents were married for over 60 years. 
God rest both of their souls. And to me, it's insane because it's like the person that you are now, it's no way you were the same person wait, 5, wait, 10, wait, 15 years you, ago. Are you assuming that your grandparents went 60 years of monogamy? No, that's why I'm saying like, I feel like, how is that even possible? It's mind blowing. I don't know because well, I, don't, I don't know for sure or not, but I feel like that's like crazy if it is true. Well, you know? I, I have a friend, like I have not a friend, but like an actual friend who's been married for a long time. She got with her husband when she was 15. You know, Oy. she was like, I've. And we had a conversation because, you know, she was telling me that she was at a point where she might want to divorce her husband. She's now almost in her 40s. And I was like, damn, OK, that's a long, you know, 15 to 40. And you guys been through all these. You guys have two kids. And she was like, I'm just not the same person that I was when I was with him at 15. And we've grown up together. But they went through marriage counseling. They're still together. But I she's like, I've never, ever been with anybody else but him. And I'm wondering, like, what is it? To That's be why with relationships are really hard. I mean, the dirty little secret is they're hard. Dude, all I, know, all I know no. is my parents, I think of both of them as, like, separate human beings now. I don't know how in the hell they ever even wanted to speak to each other were ever tried to do each other ever wanted to like hang out Whoa, so like the fact the fact that they were like married and had kids is just like i'm just saying like i don't even they wouldn't even get along like they they can't they're just so different i can't imagine a universe where the two of them even wanted we're to together. speak to each other yeah it's crazy because i i've never thought about the, like, i mean i know my parents because i'm here right but like i don't ever want to Think I mean, like that? the, the oh, cure. God. My parents, I, no. my, when I was a kid, my parents would do it all the time, man. Whenever, no. the, whenever the door about, was locked, like the when cutesy. the door was locked, that meant my dad, and my mom, they were doing their business. That's why I don't want lock, kids, man. That's why I don't want kids. I mean, I'm, like, I'm, nah, I'm talking bro. about like the cutesy me? meeting part. Like I asked my dad, like always, to like tell me stories about like when my parents were like when I was way younger when they were still together because I find that stuff fascinating and like you know like they're when so they, different yeah when okay. they first met and how they met and like he like got like really into the story of how they met he was a DJ on the radio and like her friend called in and was wait wanted to request a song and she was like oh I gotta go to the bathroom real quick and handed the phone to my mom and that's when my dad ended up picking up the phone and they talked and went to coffee and the rest is history and it's like I, I can't imagine a world where the two of them even liked each other. So he, this went from he, swingers to he, like uh, a dysfunctional full, relationships. Yeah, a full yeah. breakdown. Wow. Yeah. He, yeah. So he he essentially dated and married his listener. Yeah, totally. Dang, that's crazy. Totally. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else for Big Deal or Nothing? Yeah. 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 Lighten <laughs> <laughs> it up a little bit here. Get back to I mean, the we concert gotta, talk. We, we, we got a lot there. Uh, Lionel Richie <laughs> angered fans on Saturday night when he canceled his concert in New York City an hour after it was meant to start, and fans had already filled the venue. He was set to perform a sold out to a sold out crowd at Madison Square Garden alongside Earth, Wind, and Fire, which sheesh, I'd totally go to that concert. Uh, and it was set to start at seven thirty. He did and not then, go all night long. Right, he did not. He didn't even go at all because he announced on Twitter at 8.30, not even like to the venue, but to Twitter first, that he was pulling the plug. He said, quote, due to severe weather and being unable to land in New York and the surrounding areas, I'm unable to make it to the show tonight. People were like, what is he talking about? Uh, the weather's fine. It's not even raining. So people don't know what he meant by the severe weather, but, you know, delaying a concert an hour after it was supposed to start, I feel like that's kind of BS. But Wait a second, did Earth, Wind & Fire perform? I don't know. Wrong band. No, no, because what I'm saying is is if Earth, Wind, and Fire performed, and then they got done, and they changed out the set, and they're like, hey, Lionel, it's coming up next, you know? And I then all of a sudden, Lionel Richie just doesn't show. It's a I mean, weather got delay. half the concert. I don't think that they did, but I could be wrong. I'm assuming because he had to reschedule the concert completely, so I don't know. Andy, just, what just went over everybody's head? Uh, your Earth, Wind, and Fire reference went over my head. 
I was saying that went over my head because I was when you said when you mentioned the band, I was originally thinking the Commodores. You didn't no. think he was watching, did you? No, Andy, I'm watching everything you're doing, buddy. <laughs> all, I, all I can think of right now, I when I hear Cap. all night long, and I think Cappy will agree with this. If you were someone of our roughly similar age, your bar mitzvah, the party was playing all night long. Oh yeah, all night yeah. long was a staple at Big every time. bar and bat mitzvah that, party. That and and celebrate good times oh, by yeah. cooling the gang. Cooling the gang, absolutely. And then Hava Nagila is a good one too. <laughs> I like the dance mix of Hava Nagila. The did, disco, yeah. the 12 inch disco mix. 12-inch disco mix. They call it because the record I know, was, I know, I know, but it's well, still no, funny. Andy looks confused it. for some. By the way, I, I Googled it. <laughs> He's thinking it. about glizzies. <laughs> I Googled it. <laughs> Andy, is that what you want to do? You glizzies, wanna, if you will. You want to do one of those with us? We can do three people in it. I Andy, think. How, about, how about if me and Morales take on you and your brother in I a glizzy competition? Okay, here's the problem, for real. I don't eat hot dogs. I hate them. Why? So I, how I how can you stand, hate the hot dogs? I can't how about a sausage? I was going to say. No, that's you can't, you, you can't. I don't go, think they make sausages that big. Pretty heavy. Can't go well, they can. They do. Somebody tried that bit on the radio once, I think. It's a Howard Stern movie yes. reference. Yes. No, I, I know. <laughs> queen, <laughs> the Queen. Um, I don't eat hot dogs. I cannot eat a hot I can't eat Not even dogs. a Hebrew national? No, I hate them all. Boy, that's unbelievable. That's hard to really? believe. It yeah. really is. For real. What's like wrong with A Hebrew nat, a Nathan's him since dog. I was a little kid. A farmer, John. You hated nothing. him as a child. Yes. What, what, Donald what, doesn't like hot dogs. What traumatic event happened? Back in the day, he knocked uh, him down. Then Ash, now he's gone healthy. No, no, no. He'll eat one once in a while. Was no. there? Was there a thing that happened? Yes. Okay. Uh, what was it? According to I my think parents, we, I don't know if we want to hear the story. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, Whoa. it's a little gross. But according Whoa. to my parents, when I was a very little kid, I had a hot dog and I got sick, and ever since then. It's like a triggering effect. I cannot eat them. Did the dog get stuck in your throat, man, and it gives you like a gag reflex or something? I do not remember. Also, let's remind I was a child. <laughs> Listen, don't mess around about choking on hot dogs because, swear to God, that's how my grandpa died. Get out of here. Yes. When he loved, he hot dogs were like one of his favorite things. Like, he loved eating hot dogs. And so he ate a hot dog and they choked on a hot dog? That's how he died, yeah. And how old the gentleman was he? Oh, he was like 83, I think. 84. This took a dark turn. Just saying. Very dark. dark. Turn. I'm just saying. Very dark. What kind of hot dog was, was it? Was it a Hebrew made, national? He made a joke about, about choking on a hot dog. That's how my grandpa died. I didn't and, make a joke. This was real. Okay. This is actually Well, so eating, is this. Was my eating, grandpa what, died. Was it, was it in a bun, this hot dog that choked yes. your grandfather? So this is what happened. This is kind of sad if you want to know the whole story. My grandma passed away and like four days later my mom and my aunt were at the the nursing home where my grandpa was and he wanted to see her obituary he wanted to read it and so he was eating his lunch eating his hot dog and my mom went down the hallway to get the newspaper so she could bring it back to him so he could see the obituary and in the time that my mom walked down the hallway to get the newspaper and came back my grandpa was like purple because he had choked on a hot oh. dog and he was in the hospital for like three days until, you know, he didn't make it. But wow, I think it was one of those things where like it happened. And then I feel like since my grandma just died, he kind of was just like, whatever, like I'm over this. I don't want to be here because I can't live on this earth without her. So in that part, I think it's romantic. But also it's kind of like funny because my grandpa would always my grandma would get mad like, oh, oh. I, I want to cook dinner for you. And all you want are these stupid hot dogs. And. You know, my grandpa loves Say this dogs. segment, we have gotten a lot of the Lindsay Baseball family information. From swinging <laughs> I mean, to wow. choking on hot dogs to death. Just I mean, saying. This felt like a can, double that is therapy for you, you can joke. You can choke on a hot dog, and it's not a joke. It can happen. Was that hot dog in a bun that your grandfather yeah, was I eating? Think, yes, it was. I mean, and I a question, just a point of information, you know I'm a detail freak. Was, uh -huh. did, he, did he have his natural teeth at that time of his life? Yeah, he did. He did. Okay, because I mean, I'm just... Meal. Yeah, he did. My grandma I mean, did just, not, but my grandpa had his teeth. I was wondering if he didn't have his teeth and oh, he didn't yeah, have he his dentures him. in, and then he tried to eat the dog, and there were no teeth, and he couldn't chew it up. No, I, mean, I I'm think just you know, when you get old like that, it's just kind of like 
They it's should hard. have stopped feeding them hot dogs at 80-something years old. Well, I mean, stop. If, think about it. If you're 87 years old and you're kind of like, you know, your better years are behind you and you want your freaking hot dog, you're going to eat your hot dog, right? I understand. Live your oh, life. Boy. Just like the guys, very... the guys who, who smoke and drink when they are not supposed to, but it's like, a, at this point, it's like, yeah. Morales. Why stop me? Yes. It is a final. It is a final. Deal whoa, whoa. Deal. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah. we should... This is a jam-packed segment. I got to be honest. This is weird. This is I a weird a segment. I got a lot. This is weird. I think this it's a, a strange great segment. segment. Hey, listen. Uh, coming up, it is time for Dealer's Choice. And as our guest host today, that means Andy Kamenetsky gets to come up with his Dealer's Choice. It's next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nine minutes in front of seven o'clock on a live imagery Tuesday. Sedano and Cap final segment. That's our final segment. Music, Jack. Yeah, Andy, you've done a fantastic job sitting in for Sedano. Thank you. Thank you very sure much. It's fun. We've had some hurdles, many different swings of this show today. Yeah. Swings is right. But uh, when the Hollywood Knights appear, you know, Jack, anything could swing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice job hitting that post. Thank you. And then you got you got a little frustrated, didn't you, with Andy going, mm-hmm. No, it was fine. Is, well, I, I know you get upset when people kind of jump on it, you know? He didn't jump on it. He just said, Because he's mm-hmm. a professional. Yeah. Who is? We got to reco- recart that thing up, as they say. That thing faded fast. Yeah, it did. Whoever carted well, that you, up faded usually, fast. Usually I fade away before it's done, but I was, I was a little... Oh, you faded that? Yeah, she got oh, a quick trigger the, finger today. I thought that was the cart that faded No, no, no. The, the cart is done. But oh, I'm yeah. saying I usually faded manually, but I was busy doing something else. No, what it's okay. Doing? We got to recart that up, Well, Kathy. if you must know, Lindsay yeah. was doing a VO during the break, so I mm-hmm. had to, you know, type in some stuff and do some stuff. Cap, nice. I do do work. Oh, I know you I'm do work, saying. girl. Oh, I know you I do know. work. You be working. I always. I got to, you know? I do. Andy Kamenetsky is uh, filling in for shit on today. Beto's in tomorrow. Um... Andy, dealer's choice. This is kind of where everybody clears the room and says, all right, Cap, talk about what you want to here. And so I like to hand this off to you. You must have something on your mind here this evening. The floor is yours, AK. Okay, everybody knows the movie Barbie has become a global sensation, over a billion in box office and counting, and like everything that becomes a big deal, it leads to a TikTok challenge craze. And right now, There is a big challenge going on where people try to walk on their toes with their heels up like the Barbie doll, also like the joke in the movie where Margot Robbie playing Barbie, she originally gets out of her high heels and like, you know, Barbie feet, the dolls, they're on their toes and the heels are up and people are trying to do that. And it is, 
Because everything, Lindsay, becomes a TikTok challenge. It was Laura. But oh, it's, it's Laura. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Lindsay looked like she was <laughs> leaning into the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Laura, have you seen Barbie or you said you're going to see it no, later I'm this gonna, week? I'm going to go see it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a doctor, Dr. Manan Vora, who said the Barbie Oh, I know challenge. Dr. Manan Vora. He's know, very well known. Very, very well known. We, I was going to ask you to bring him or her in. Yeah, for, very well known. For this, but busy. Barbie feet challenge is concerning because the high arched position of the Barbie foot puts strain on the back and could also lead to muscle and spine problems. Additionally, for growing kids, an injury can also damage growth plates. But I was wondering, for all you guys, how far, successfully, long, whatever, do you think you could walk on the base of your toes with your heels up if you were going to do the Barbie TikTok challenge? like a challenge. I kind of want to do it now to see how... Let's see. Let's see what you got. Let me see. Hold yeah, let's see get Josh in here first. Hold yeah. on. Oh, but Sorry, Josh. I know like, it's the end of the night, end of the show, but you know. Well, I, just, I, have you know. To, I have to. Obviously, I want to keep my shoes on. So. All right, here comes Josh. No, no, you, you can't, can't keep, keep your, your shoes, shoes on. on. You have to take them off. I thought that's the whole point. Is that Damn. you're supposed to walk on your toes, right, Andy? Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, but yeah. I don't like Hang people on, roll, filming my feet. I'm gonna well, roll. That's roll my, the weird that's part, part of the challenge. Yeah. Christopher, you know you got to do this too. Wait, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. Let me see. Don't film me yet. Don't film me. Okay, in the movie. Film me. Okay, Cappy, have you ever seen a Barbie doll? Like yeah. a Barbie doll's foot. Yeah. You know how because Barbie's always in the high heels, yeah. she has the toes that are flat right. and the foot is arched up. Okay, I'm Margot doing that Robbie, right now. in the beginning of the movie, actually mm-hmm. walks like that because she is playing Barbie before Barbie actually enters the real world and starts the story. I'll tell you right now, though, my calves would be in good shape. Yeah. You know, if I walked like Cappy, this. you got to try it, too. I am trying it. Look at the YouTube right now. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm... I am trying it. <laughs> Bro, I don't think I can walk very far this like this. Broski. No, Broski, you cannot walk that well, far. How high up are your heels, though? Your, your heels have to be almost perpendicular to the floor, like basically like a 90 degree angle. Oh, come on, man. I mean, am I, I think like Lindsay and I are doing it very Yeah, but for how long? How long can you do it for? Again, this is how you dance punta. You get also, on your tippy toes. Oh, I know how to dance punta. Like, <laughs> we are women. And we walk in high heels all the time. And I walk, yeah, we walk in high heels. I feel like as this we, would be harder as, for you guys. As we get ready for Lakers talk, coming up at 7 o'clock with Slee. See? I must reflect tonight on the train ride home, since Cappy's not here to take me home, and mm-hmm. we can't do a live. No, we can do a live. About today's broadcast day. We can do a live. I also want my shoes. I feel weird just not. Dude, I'm still standing yeah. on my toes. Chris, can you do it? No. No. I mean, no, like, no. He doesn't want to. He's too tired. Well, right we now. have to take our it. shoes off in this bad meetings, studio, and I don't know how much it gets clean, so I already feel weird. Yeah, you're going to feels like he carried CY today. He's exhausted. Oh, CY. Wow. He's a rat. <laughs> oh, my God. The yeah. funniest, That's what Chris said. The funniest was when uh, Travis was like, Slee, I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad I don't have to listen to someone talk about themselves for three hours. And I was like, oh, my Whoa. gosh, Travis. I did not say that. I don't think that's Whoa. actually yes, what he said. Yes, he did. Oh, my I, God, that's I, what he I was said? sitting right here. He I, said, I, that's what he said. I think I said, how much did he talk about himself? And, and he said, I've never heard somebody talk about right. themselves so you, you, that long. Okay, so you wow. kind of re- you redid what Travis didn't actually say that. I set him up for just a bit, but. Let's okay. not put words in Travis's mouth. Dios sure. mio. He did Dios say Dios. that, but it was in response to your question. <laughs> Dios mio. It's been a long See. broadcast day, Andy, as we reach the finish line. I mm-hmm. can tell because you you have not taken off your shades since you got on he's that He's got those chair. red eyes. That's why he's got those red I eyes. I don't have red it's eyes. It's not a bit today for Chris. No, it's not. I'm just a little tired. That's all. It's not Mira red eyes. Mira los ojitos que bonito. Si, muy bonito. Los ojos es muy bonito. <laughs> I was being genuine, Cap. So I was I. Like, oh. I always tell him, 
I was, I'm like, on the way home, I'm like, Chris. Oh, I forgot. Two TNAs ojos is muy bonita. We got we got thirty seconds, Cap. Sorry. Let's yeah. see, we got to roll, huh? Yeah, I kind of messed up. It's supposed to be a minute out, but I was over here dancing with my with your heels. I don't know what challenge I was doing. The Barbie according. challenge. Yeah, the that, that Barbie thing. challenge. I mean, so I'm gonna, seen the movie. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. We're gonna have like Barbie races through the office. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Dang, I gotta come prepared. AK, great having you, man. This was fun, man. Thank really you. Really fun. Really great having you, um, Chris Morales. The what Iron can I man. say about Chris Morales? I don't have to say the way I feel about Chris Morales. Anyway, uh, Lindsay Baseball, phenomenal effort. Uh, hey, unique, outstanding. We are back tomorrow. Peace out, everybody.